Welcome to Toss and Shout. I'm Maddie. And I'm Emily. We are your fellow fans, your favorite theorists, and today we're the newest members of the Avengers. And we're going to make it everyone's problem. do hot takes as we do at the top of every episode yes just a reminder for y'all if you do not want to be spoiled for the most amazing actual play podcast called roll and tell Mm -hmm. we'll have some time codes in the description detailing the exact moments when we (laughs) spoil everything essentially (laughs) during hot takes so take a look at those skip through that if not then you're free to listen and please do yep we'll hop in because of where we're at while we're recording We have more than 40 characters this time, so I think we just do a random number generator. I think so, too. We're at 43, and that's a weird number. All right. I have a random number generator pulled out, 1 through 43. Okay. Are you using the Google one? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, same. (laughs) Yep. I just Googled random random number generator. Perfect. No die sounds today. No die sounds. Hmm. I got 10. Okay. (gasps) Oh. Ooh. I got Lady Marigold. Oh, I like that. Okay. What okay. did I get? I got 27. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Oh my gosh. I got Josiah. Come on, Josiah. <laughs> wow. I'm That is delighted. so good. Oh, good gracious. All right. Just to confirm. Josiah is not the one who got their nose broken, correct? I think it is, actually. Is it? I thought that Jeffrey was the one who is, like, holding his nose and speaking. I can hear it in my head. Oh, so maybe you're right. Maybe you're entirely right. Can we just ask Christian? Is he on? (laughs) Yeah, let's... Should I call him? Yes. (laughs) Please do. Should I get him on the pod? Please get him on the pod. I I know Christian personally. Which is the best part about this. <laughs> what the f*** going on? <laughs> hey now! Watch yourself! <laughs> hey, let me pause my jazz music. Yeah, pause your jazz music. Alright, what's up? So, quick question. One, do you consent to being on episode 104 <laughs> of Sauce and Shout at <laughs> this very moment? Yeah, sure, dude. Fantastic. Uh, do I need a plug in my mic and stuff? No, you don't. I just needed to call you and confirm something real quick. <laughs> okay. All right. Christian, very important yeah. question. Who voices Josiah? Is it you or is it Jeffrey? Yeah, I'm Josiah. Fantastic. Which means you were the one that was trying to go after Lulin when she hit Gerald with the prison bread, right? Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. That's all we needed to know. <laughs> That's actually just it. <laughs> we just needed to confirm. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> glad I could help. Thank you very much. Your, thank you, your, your contribution is appreciated, and Maddie is thanking you. As well. <laughs> All right. Sounds good, you guys. Okay. Bye. All right, bye. <laughs> what a good time. <laughs> what a good sport. What um. an intro. <laughs> That is Christian of Christian and Jeffrey of Roland Hellpod, folks. <laughs> Live. <laughs> Our first guest on the pod. Our first guest on the pod. Oh, <clears throat> my god. Okay, so, indeed, it's not the person that broke their nose. Yes. Okay. I gotta try to think of a hot take for him now. I know. 
all of this and it's only it's only hot dicks. <laughs> I know. I kind of have one. Okay. For a Lady Marigold. Then you go. It's brewing. All It'll right. Come out. Okay. So my hot take. I think it's an actual hot take this time. It's not nice. a I don't know. Actually, it's more like a theory. <laughs> one day I'll do a hot take. <laughs> my hot take for Lady Marigold is I think she knows a lot more than she lets on. Mm-hmm. And I think in her own way, bringing Lewid on as a squire and training him specifically was her way to plan, I guess, the demise of Lady Corliss. Oh, I like that. I just think maybe it's also just part of her character. You know, um, she saw something in Lewid. You know, mm-hmm. he's not afraid. He's not a coward. Right. And she, you know, wanted to kind of cultivate that. Yes. But I also think like she's not happy with how the kingdom's being run mm-hmm. and was trying to like collect people that she thought could maybe help overthrow them. I love that idea. That's all I got. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I love that. Kind of similar vein for the one that I have for Josiah. Yeah. Specifically, my hot take for Josiah is that when Josiah and Gerald were guarding Lady Thebia in the sort of maximum security area of Swords Keep, I think he knew what Captain Sunder was up to. Yeah. But I think he was willing to like turn a blind eye because he was in favor of it oh i love that gerald was asking questions and he was like like gerald stop talking stop talking (laughs) shut up gerald (laughs) like one to just be like shut up gerald but two because he was like don't ask too many questions because sunder is actually doing the right thing i love that so much that i love how we both kind of talked about like the duality of these characters Mm -hmm. you know like they could be one thing but they might also be acting in a completely different way. How exciting. Yes. I love that. Wow. You- <laughs> and <Josiah>. I love <laughs> Of all characters, he's multifaceted? <laughs> of all characters, I know. I also really love in Into the Wilder Heath 1, when they roll, like, can we ask how many guards there are? Can we ask if there are two <laughs> guards? And then it was a yes. And they're like, yeah. we know who they are. Yeah. And we so I... Too. <laughs> so I just, I think... That's so funny that every time it's like, there are two guards, they're like, well, somehow they're here. Um, that's very fun. It can't be a new set of guards. It has yes, to be Gerald it has to. Do, it has to be them. I think that's a fun, like, running gag. Yeah, it's great. I'm here for it. We love hot takes here. We love hot takes. And you know what? We have several phases of Roll and Tell now, and that kind of reminds me you're right. of another universe of fictional characters. You know, you're onto something here. <laughs> What does that sound like to you, Emily? You know, there's only really one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. It's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh my gosh. And what a topic we have for today. Tell me more. Emily. Maddie. We're going to talk about Marvel. I'm super <laughs> excited about this because I think we're totally the first people to ever have a podcast discussing the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> you think so? I think it's a really <laughs> underappreciated topic. Um... <laughs> Wait, I thought you were serious. No. <laughs> I was like, wait, really? Absolutely not. <laughs> I thought you maybe like you meant like this newer phase, like who's actually no. talking about it? We are. <laughs> we're going to be the first. We're the first ones, actually. <laughs> I looked it up. Don't don't look it up. We're paving the way right now. Don't look it up. I promise it's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are history makers right now. We deserve a medal. <laughs> I, I deserve a medal for sitting through. Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Hang on. <laughs> dial it back. Dial it back. <laughs> so, so 
We're going to talk about Marvel, how we got into it, what movies we liked and didn't like. Yeah. You know, stuff that we remembered or really like gravitated to. We'll talk about characters and uh, scenes and powers. What else? Yeah. And then we'll also talk about what character we would want to be <laughs> in the Marvel Cinematic Oh, universe. yes. Totally. Just a fun little discussion. Yeah. It'll be great. It'll be so fun. It'll be super. It'll be so super. Get out. Get out of my face. Get out of my face with that one. That's like the last pun that I'll make, I think, probably. Yeah, come on now. Emily, when did you get into the MCU as we know it? As we know it. Now, I could have two answers. It really Mm -hmm. does depend on if you mean when Marvel started with Iron Man or like, let's say, The Incredible Hulk. Mm. which was later on. Incredible Hulk wasn't like a Marvel Cinematic Universe film. Mm -mm. That's like the earliest thing I can remember character-wise. Yeah. And I was young. I didn't quite understand what was going on. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why is he turning green? Why can he not do extraneous activity? He has a watch on to check his heart rate. Like, what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) This is like a medical drama show about a guy who can't get his heart rate too high. (laughs) It's a medical drama. That's the Hulk. That's Bruce Banner. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Uh, That's my earliest memory, but I do remember obviously watching Iron Man for the first time in theaters and just how cool it was of a concept. Again, I I never really followed the comics, Mm -mm. obviously growing up. That was never something I was into, but... I've always loved superheroes. Yeah. Uh, I was a really a big fan of like the DC universe, but like now transitioning to Marvel's first like actual movies uh, was really cool to, to like see uh, from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So Iron Man was one that I can just vividly remember the emotions I felt like seeing him in, you know, the captivity that he was in mm-hmm. like, literally like on his last breath trying to build something for his heart and also to escape this place. And it was like this prototype soup. Like that yeah. was just so iconic for me. Yeah. Um, for Tony Stark as a character. Yeah. And then I just remember it just going from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my earliest memory of the Avengers, basically. What about you? Totally. Pretty much the same. I don't think I watched The Incredible Hulk. I eventually watched it when doing a release order kind of watch yeah. through. As much as I could like try to, but I definitely remember watching Iron Man in theaters too. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree with you. Watching him build that first suit was just so cool. And I think in them becoming so popular and the like media juggernaut it has become i think it lost some of the raw (laughs) Mm. energy of that first one yeah i will say my memories are a lot stronger seeing thor for the first time oh okay i can vividly remember like half the scenes in that movie of like watching it for the first time wow is it because i like chris hemsworth more than robert downey jr (laughs) maybe (laughs) that could be what it is (laughs) <laughs> I, I liked the movies as a watch them with my family kind of thing. But then when Avengers came out, I was like, oh, this is a big deal. Yeah. A big part of why I loved the Avengers was the soundtrack was so good. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, my God. I mean, it has heavy strings. And so you're a string girly. As a violin player, if your soundtrack has heavy strings, I am looking up the sheet music after. Like, it's just going to happen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Are you going to pull out your violin right now? No. <laughs> My hesitation is whether I'm going to share this. <laughs> okay. I loved the Avengers theme so much that this is 2012. So yeah, I'm in middle school. I arranged a quartet version slash like strings version of the Avengers theme (laughs) for my school orchestra to play at our spring concert. Oh my gosh. And we did. (laughs) 
because to put it mildly, I was the only person who cared in that orchestra. Not even my teacher cared. It was a mess. Oh my gosh. And that power really got to my head by eighth grade. <laughs> um, and I was a little bit of an orchestra bully. If you were in middle school orchestra with me, this is an apology. Um, I was a monster, but I will refer you to the lesson from our third episode. Um, sometimes you're a monster and then you grow up. And, and then I, you grow up. I have realized the error of my ways and I'm sorry for yelling at you. When you just were in a f- orchestra for an elective and you didn't care, oh, and I'm sorry. My goodness, Maddie. I did force my orchestra to play the Avengers theme. It's a very easy song to play, honestly. Check the show notes. <laughs> Check the show notes. I'll put an MP3 of me playing the Avengers theme. Middle <laughs> school Maddie's performance of the Avengers theme. Oh, that's too good. We don't have time to talk about all of the antics that I did in middle school orchestra. (laughs) I tried to... That's another episode. (laughs) I tried to arrange I Got a Feelin' by the Black Eyed Peas. That's a rap song. You can't... You can't arrange rap into music. Says who? Not with that attitude. (laughs) When you're a middle schooler and you only know violin, you can't. That's... You cannot. If you're a talented composer, yes, you can. Do you think you could do it now? No. (laughs) No? (laughs) I don't do that. (laughs) I don't do that. I had a point. Oh, the point was that the soundtrack was great, and that really got me hooked in it. Yeah. I'm trying to think if this is an accurate statement that I wasn't ever obsessed with it. I don't think I was. Yeah. But it was the kind of thing where I didn't have to be there opening night, and I wasn't obsessed with every bit of lore and every Easter egg. I thought it was cool, but... I definitely, I mean, I did watch, like, all of the movies. Right, yeah. Same here. I think we're in the same boat in that regard. Like, I did get more into it as they kept releasing stuff, especially when all the different characters from the other movies came together in Avengers. Yeah. That was super cool to me. I don't think I'd ever seen a franchise do that, Mm -mm. really, except for, like, X-Men, which I do love X-Men so much. Yeah. Dying for them to bring them into the MCU. Yes. They're coming. It's just... I know, I know. They're coming. I'm so excited. That's going to be so good. But I think growing up, yeah, I just didn't really see that much before. So I did love that. I was into it, but I was not the obsessive kind, which I feel like comes from people who like read the comics growing up. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, are they going to include this from this series and this release or whatever? Yeah. I also, I just wasn't like that. I was just there for the action and for the superhero yep. stuff because I'm a sucker for some action, dude. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it was good in Avengers. Mm-hmm. I may be looking back on it with kind of rose-colored glasses because of how important it was and how much of a sort of cultural touchstone it is. Yeah. But at least in my head, it really holds up <laughs> in, a, in a lot of different ways. I'll tell you for sure. I did a, a chronological rewatch around this time last year. Mm-hmm. It holds up. <laughs> it holds up so good. Yeah. Um, spoilers. Spoilers <laughs> for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Um, Coulson dying. <laughs> It's still so impactful. Still so sad. I know. It's still super sad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like that altered everything. I was like, that's their motivation. Man, I like still can't believe they did that in Avengers. Mm-hmm. Like they just went for it. Paid off. Yeah. Brought everybody together. It did. It sure did. <laughs> Boy. I'm just remembering. I don't know why I have so much embarrassing stuff involving the Avengers. Where else are you going to let it out? <laughs> Been on our podcast for everyone to hear. That I'm putting on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> for ninth grade English, every person involved with this is going to be livid that oh, I'm bringing this up. Oh my gosh. Friends, this will not be in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> 
this won't be. <laughs> it has gone unnoticed by everyone I know outside of the people who made it. And it will stay that way. I'm not giving you any details. Ninth grade English, we had a project where we read a classic piece of literature. I'm not even telling, I'm not even going to say what the title is because you can find it on YouTube if you look it up. Oh my God. The project was to film a scene from this piece of literature and like interpret what the scene meant in the greater thing. It wasn't Hamlet, but I'm going to say it's Hamlet. And so <laughs> let's say it's like to be or not to be. And so the, the prompt is to like have a segment explaining to the camera why the to be or not to be scene is important. Then you know, reenacting it with your group. My group of nerds decided, hey, you know what? We see a lot of parallels between this classic work of fiction and 2012's The Avengers. So we're oh gonna do gosh. a recreation. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of doing like one or two scenes, we did the entire play. We did the entire play, but we were Avengers characters. You're kidding me right now. I'm not. Um, I was Black Widow. <laughs> I can't even bring myself to watch the first five seconds of the scene I'm in. I don't think I've watched it in full since like 2014. I can't do it. There's a clip where Hulk dances off to Gangnam Style because it was 2013 and of course we did that. Um, it's so unhinged. <laughs> So I don't know. I feel like the MCU has gotten so bloated that we have forgotten how massive of a deal the Avengers was. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I agree with that. I guess Endgame got close to that. Yeah, Endgame was ugh, another really like world-changing kind of film. Mm -hmm. I think Infinity War, the way it ended, altered everybody's brain chemistry. <laughs> yes, 100%. In some way. Because I don't know if we were fully expecting Thanos to do what he did. No. And then he did it. <laughs> and it happened. And then it ended. And it had major like repercussions to the entire cinematic universe. Yes. So much branched out from that moment. Yep. To then take it to Endgame. And then now with the phase that we're currently in, mm -hmm. it's completely different from when Marvel started. Yeah. Like, Format-wise, content-wise, character-wise, like, it's a whole new realm that they're navigating right now. For better and for worse. Yes. Like, it's just totally different. Mm-hmm. Which, we'll get into a lot of that today. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on what's currently going on yes. in the MCU. I'm excited for that. Did you see Endgame in theaters? I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah, okay. I did. But not, I don't, again, I don't think I do, like, release weekends. Mm -hmm. I do, like, weekend or two after yeah. release weekends. Yeah. Endgame came out on my 21st birthday. Oh, no way. Way. Yes, that was a wild day. I had a 8 a.m. final that day, and then my friend drove down from Athens to go see Endgame with me. Opening day in the Atlantic Station movie theater that's like super nice. Oh, yeah. It was packed to the brim of Georgia Tech nerds. <laughs> and then the Georgia Tech like spring football game was that night. So we then went from there to a football game. It was like the coolest. Wow. It was a great birthday. Yeah. That movie theater experience beat when I went to the midnight release of Deathly Hallows Part 2. Oh. That was the best movie theater experience I have ever had. Endgame wow. opening day. Just, it was so good. <gasps> I can imagine. That's the thing about going opening day. And this isn't some profound observation. This is just fact. No, but sure. like, <laughs> the thing about going opening day is that everybody who is there wants to be there. Yeah. You know, they're not going because they're like, 
they're on a date and their date wanted to go see this movie or they're with their family or this was just the best option for the Saturday. Like they're there because they want to see it. And so they're invested in every moment of it. And yeah, so I bet that makes it just so much better too. Like, you know, all the viral videos. Yes. Oh my gosh. When, when Captain America took uh, Mjolnir. Yes. Oh my (laughs) God. Everyone was like, oh my God. Like that was such a crazy moment. The energy was just electric. Like people were standing up. Like, they couldn't even, like, <laughs> sit still. It was so much fun. That's so good. Wow, what a 21st. I know, right? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. I'm very excited about this next set of questions. I know. Me too. Just because I actually haven't even thought about them, so it's kind of yeah. come off the dome. I know. <laughs> Whose powers do you think, Maddie, are the coolest? Out of everybody right now, let's just include also new face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, coolest? Yeah. Coolest powers? I don't, I don't know. It's dumping you. <laughs> it is dumping me, and I don't know why. Like, it shouldn't be. Because there's so many now. <laughs> I I kind of want to say Hawkeye, Haley oh, Steinfeld. Um, um, Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. Kate, Kate Bishop. Bishop. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why she came to mind for coolest powers, because it's just that she has an arsenal of really cool arrows now. Yeah. I think we'll get into the, to the TV shows specifically, mm-hmm. but I loved Hawkeye. I also loved Hawkeye. I liked it a lot. And yeah. I liked her. I think Scarlet Witch is the strongest. Mm-hmm. For me, Kate Bishop feels like the coolest right now. And I don't know why. Or maybe Shuri. Oh, Shuri too. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Oh, there's so many. There's a lot of really good ones. <laughs> I feel like I need to look at a list. And they're all strong women. They're all strong women. <laughs> She-Hulk. Honestly, I really enjoyed She-Hulk. I am behind on She-Hulk. I did not. Ah, I you ha- haven't finished it? No, I'm, I'm bad oh. and I didn't finish it. Strongest and coolest. I have to think about mine. I'm actually going to say Daredevil. Really? I'm going to say Daredevil. It's a good answer. Just because of his abilities, his backstory that I'm currently still learning about. But like him as a character, small tangent. I loved the Daredevil movies that were not in like Marvel. Oh, It was like right. the ones way back when Elektra was Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner. Oh my gosh, that's Jennifer right. Jennifer Garner as Electra, which was in turn with the Daredevil movies. Oh my gosh, core childhood memory for me. So I've always thought that Daredevil was really cool. Yeah. You know, the, he had this disability that did not hinder him from being a super cool superhero. Very cool. I love it. I love him. I'm excited that he's in the MCU now. Yeah, me too. I think he's pretty cool. I think it's a cool character. The moment, gosh, this episode is just so full of spoilers. The moment in Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, yeah. That oh, he's let's in talk about that. <laughs> was amazing. I think that was so unexpected and effective. So effective. And I was like, it makes sense. But like, oh, my gosh, I would have never thought they'd bring him in like that. Right. Right. I love it. Oh, my gosh. No Way Home was so good. I liked No Way Home. I know it was fan service, but it's fan service that I can get behind. Absolutely. No shame. No shame in that. You better say it. I I thought it was good. Oh, yeah. I cried. Well, yeah, I cried. I was emotional. So we've talked about the characters with cool powers. Which Marvel character has the lamest powers? <laughs> oh, gosh. The lamest. That's hard. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a little bit hard, unless you have one. Probably just the guys that just are strong. Probably just like Captain America and Thor. Oh, wow. The lamest. Thor. <gasps> That's a maybe hot take. Thor. There has to be lamer ones, and I'm just forgetting them because they're lame. <laughs> yeah, maybe. 
<laughs> but if we're talking like all the characters, like the main ones. I mean, Black Widow is just good at fighting. Yeah. Actually, that probably is my answer. I love Black Widow. Wow. I played Black Widow in a really powerful school video. <laughs> <laughs> we're not discussing. That we're, I'm not elaborating on. Yeah. I mean, because she's very good at fighting. She's very good at what she does, but they're not superpowers. Mm -hmm. Dang. I will amend my statement and say that because the hammer can do a lot. Mjolnir can do a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Tangent. (laughs) Every time I think of the hammer's name, I think of that one interview clip where there's, you know what, you know the one I'm talking about, right? Oh, oh wait, no. Yes. What does he call it? Jonathan. (laughs) They're like, what is Thor's hammer's name? And they're, they're like, struggling to pronounce it. They're like, Mjolnir? Mjolnir? And he's like, Jonathan. Jonathan? <laughs> That's iconic. <laughs> we love Paul Rudd here. <laughs> I love Paul Rudd. I didn't expect to like him as much as I did as a superhero, like as Ant-Man. But his movie's endeared to me. I liked Ant-Man. Ant-Man is a good movie. Yeah. Man, I had my lame character ready. Oh, man. And then I derailed it. I'm sad that you said Black Widow just because I love her so much. And I know you love her too. Yeah, I do. So does it mean that any character that doesn't have like a superpower? Like she's up there though. I feel like inherently that is a lamer power if it's not a superpower. If it's just like a skill you're good at. Oh my gosh, I'm so upset because I had the character in my head and it's right there. It, was it Star-Lord? Does Star-Lord have superpowers? Star-Lord technically does because his dad is like half a planet. Oh <laughs> yeah. Remember? These, <laughs> so, like, these, has this this some... plot is so stupid sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Just the statement, his dad is half a planet. <laughs> the best part about Guardians of the Galaxy is that it gave us um, the roller coaster cosmic rewind at Epcot. I have yet to write it. I want to write it so Oh my so gosh. Bad. I've ridden it four times. It's the best roller coaster I've ever been on. Amazing. Oh, I remember who it is. Who was it? You know what's a lame power? Hmm. Speed. <laughs> Speed, if it doesn't even save you from bullets, you're not faster than a speeding bullet. Pietro Maximoff, that's lame as hell. No, you're right, and you should say it. <laughs> Why did you die? Why did he die? For the plot, right? Right. For motive for another character? But also, that's a dumb way to die if your literal superpower is speed. Yeah. Mr. Quicksilver who? Not you, because you're dead. How? (laughs) (laughs) How? A hundred percent. You're right. I think he's so lame that I forgot about him. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, it was Age of Ultron, which is the worst Avengers movie, but... Arguably the weaker (sighs) of the Avengers movies. When you have four to choose from, and the other three are the other three, it's an easy worst one. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Okay, so that's our lamest. Yeah. What of the current characters, which powers do you want for yourself? The Ant-Man powers are so impractical, but I just (laughs) think they're funny. The scene in Ant-Man where he's on his kid's toy train table and the train like <laughs> runs it over and it looks so dramatic and then it so just like good. falls over. I just think that's really fun and neat. My actual answer is probably Doctor Strange. Oh, okay. Doctor Strange, uh, magic, just because I feel like magic would, I really did almost say with my whole heart, I feel like magic would solve a lot of problems. Like that wasn't the exact opposite of the thesis of No Way Home. (laughs) That's like the literal point. Yeah. And Captain Marvel is also very strong and cool. I forgot about Captain Marvel. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And Miss Marvel. 
Oh my gosh, I forgot about Miss Marvel. Loved Miss Marvel. Good powers. I liked Miss Marvel a lot. I that really did. That was a fun did. show, yeah. I thought the editing was really like creative and unique. The way that a piece of media portrays texting tells me a lot about the team involved in making it. Does that make sense? It definitely does. <laughs> I can tell how old the team is. <laughs> <laughs> and the way that they incorporated the emojis that she would send into like the environment to just make it natural, I really like that. I loved their editing and their vis effects for that show specifically. I think yeah. it was just so... It was fun. It was, it a, was like fun. a treat to watch. Yeah. The episode, I want to say it was like episode five. Oh my gosh, yes. The flashback episode. Beautiful. I loved that. I was like, I would watch a whole movie that's just this story. So intriguing. Like, yeah. I wanted more. I like that. More. Yeah. She's coming back, though, for the next Captain Marvel movie. I'm excited. But, okay, what about you? What powers would you want? I've thought long and hard about this. Not really. But <laughs> <laughs> I just think Wanda's powers mm-hmm. were just so sick they really are (laughs) both in the movies and then even more so as she developed them further in wandavision and i could talk i could have read a whole thesis about wandavision it is just let's talk about wandavision then yeah because what the heck was that (laughs) they came out of the gate with the marvel with the disney plus marvel tv shows Mm -hmm. with the best one they will ever do i don't think they're going to be able to get better than wandavision I really don't think so either, just because it was a, a complete mind-blowing experience mm-hmm. as a viewer. Just yeah. the way they presented it and revealed things was yep. so... It caught my attention immediately, yes. and I was hooked. I was like, what's going on with Wanda right now? Yeah. We know what happened in Endgame, yes. but now she's here, and so is Vision. Yeah. And all of a sudden, she's pregnant? Like, right. that just blew my mind. Yeah. And a, not just the story. But the way that they conveyed it through these different eras of television, yeah, that was so smart. That was so smart of them to do. It made sense for this new format. It made sense from a narrative format. And I love that it meant that they could do new things. Yeah, it was trippy. It meant that they could shoot a single camera 50 sitcom, mm-hmm. kind of flex those creative muscles and the attention to detail with each era of television was so so cool yeah i loved that i think it was just such a phenomenal way to kick off this new phase it totally was and she introduced the television shows and just like you said like i really don't think as much as i've loved like a couple of the tv shows they've been putting out a lot of them have been really good yeah none of them are hitting the mark yeah like wandavision did totally i uh, totally agree and it's not that they're bad it's just wandavision was just so out there yeah. And it was so enjoyable and also left a lot open. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, shoot, what is Scarlet Witch now? Like, this was the creation. Wanda didn't have a name. It was Wanda Maximoff. Wanda Maximoff was coming to kick your butt. She wasn't the Scarlet Witch before that. This yeah. was like that moment where like it was name dropped finally. Which, which was cool. That was just, oh, my God, my mind was blown. It's like, oh, my gosh, that's right. She is the Scarlet Witch. But she's yeah. officially the Scarlet Witch now. Yeah. That was just, again, really cool to see to kind of start the expansion of Marvel television mm-hmm. on Disney Plus. Yeah. Now this whole new era of, of characters post Endgame. Right. We have a whole new batch of them. New timelines. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. 
I don't know if this is confirmed or not. Definitely feels like they're setting up a Young Avengers. Yeah, you've told me that before. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you think about, like, they keep introducing the younger heroes. Mm-hmm. You have Kate Bishop. You have Miss Marvel. America Chavez? Yes. Yes, America Chavez. I liked her. Yeah, I wanted more of her. <laughs> she was in a better movie. <laughs> I feel like we could talk about Multiverse of Madness a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because out of WandaVision, the Scarlet Witch was dropped into Multiverse of Madness, mm-hmm. which is just... <sighs> oh, Multiverse. To quote Riverdale, just the epic highs and lows of Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I have several schools of thought yeah. <laughs> about this movie. Yeah, let me hear them. I have my initial reaction, which was, what the heck was that? Yep. Did not take an ounce of it seriously. No. Nope. I have my second school of thought, which is what I've heard from other people's interpretations of it. Sure. Oh my God, this like this film is so campy. It's so cool. It's so fun. I laughed at it and like that was a good thing. Uh-huh. Still don't quite understand that one. Right. Third one was like, oh my God, this movie's scary. This movie's like horror-esque. I just, I think what irked me the most is one, how they killed off Wanda, which I've mm-hmm. now heard a theory that she's not really dead. People don't think she actually died in Multiverse of Madness. And I mean, maybe. Like, you, she's the most powerful one, you know? Knowing the MCU and knowing that she is the most powerful, I doubt she's actually dead. I hope she's not, because I thought that was such a whack way to kill her off. Yeah. My other thought was just, like, I think what I'm missing in this new phase, and this is kind of overall, but specifically Multiverse of Madness, what I'm missing in this new wave of movies is just the stakes feeling like they're high and there's so much to lose here. For whatever reason, the way that they kept kind of, it felt like they were indecisive and could not figure out if this was a scary serious movie yep or if it was a comedy thing yeah and they were going to insert jokes and visual gags dispersed throughout even though there's a very serious thing going on it just irked me because i was like you're taking me out of the moment i'm no longer immersed in the movie i'm no longer taking this seriously and it frustrated Uh, me yeah i was like what's the purpose of this film then it reminds me of what we said about like the avengers and stuff and like phase one yeah it was a breath of fresh air to have a superhero movie that had action and had stakes but that didn't take itself too seriously and there were like lighthearted moments um because pre mcu the superhero movie to look at was the dark knight rises trilogy yeah there's not really comedy in that not to the extent that the mcu took it to but then they kind of fell on their own sword (laughs) almost that's not really the right metaphor but like the precedent that they had set they themselves took it too far And you end up with Multiverse of Madness and Thor Love and Thunder. Mm. Now you feel like you're watering down your own stakes because you keep the comedy at the forefront. To the detriment of the narrative. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly that. It's a shame with Thor Love and Thunder Mm -hmm. because I wanted to like it. One, I don't think anything can really top Ragnarok. I think that was just such a solid film. That was such a good movie. Any other Thor movie, just sorry. (laughs) You can't can't touch that. But two, I, and I I will now introduce a new idea Mm -hmm. that one of my friends, her name is Sash, one of my friends from high school. She's awesome. She's a dancer in New York. Nice. Her and I were talking about Thor Love and Thunder. And I was Mm -hmm. like, what the heck was this movie? (laughs) I don't understand. Like, again, did not feel like there was a big baddie behind all this. Stakes, again. I don't Uh know why. I was just missing that. It It was affecting me. And she was telling me that this new wave like all this stuff is super campy super fun and that's almost like the reason for it and the reason why we're feeling weird and like we can't connect with these characters we don't like it it's kind of almost how 
when the MCU started, we had to get used to those characters mm-hmm. and grow to love them through their faults, through their flaws. Mm. And we're going through it again with all these new characters mm-hmm. and this new form that these movies are taking to prep for Kang eventually when that comes. Yeah. Probably Young Avengers. You know, like they have to set the precedent right. now with these films and we're uncomfortable because we're like, this is not the Marvel that I grew up knowing. Mm-hmm. So if I'm looking at it from that perspective, it makes sense yeah. why I, I don't like it right now. Yeah. A lot of people like them. A lot of people are thinking that these things are good. Yeah. And they're not wrong, but I think I haven't reached that point yet where I can see it. I think I need to get a couple more movies in. Mm-hmm. I need to see what this next huge stake is going to be mm-hmm. that makes everything fall into place. Totally. You know? I like that perspective a lot. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a more generous perspective than I <laughs> have been taking. Yeah. So I, I do appreciate that. I think she's probably right. I think so too. Like, it's probably just that this is different and it's just going to take some getting used to because it is mm-hmm. different. Am I going to spend my time and money? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not going to not go see the new Marvel thing or watch the new Marvel show. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm in it for the long haul. Right. So I'm going to just have to stick with it. <laughs> Unfortunately, they have me. <laughs> I have been feeling some serious Marvel burnout for the past, like, year. With everything being released? Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, there's a TV show and a movie and then another TV show and it just, it is never ending and like, you mm-hmm. get like two weeks off and then there's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I've been feeling very burnt out and being like, I'll get to it when I get to it kind of thing. Yeah. That's understandable. I'm similar, but I've put less pressure on it because I'm like, I know I'm going to watch it. Yeah. And like, I know it's going to be what it is. Mm-hmm. I also kind of want to touch on this new format of streaming mm-hmm. where it's no longer a 23 episode season it's a six episode show yes and i'm eating it up if i'm being honest yeah <laughs> i yeah. i'm finding it a lot easier to consume because there's not that much of a commitment and it kind of makes me want more yes so it might even just be the opposite of what you're feeling of like mm-hmm. oh something new is coming out cool I don't have to waste so much time like I'm just gonna take it in as it comes yeah and then great now I have it. I don't have to worry about investing so much time and energy totally because it's a long thing like no it's super short I think that has pros and cons yes I, I would agree with that I will say I really like the like you said six episode six-ish hour thing because it feels like I mean that's like Two end games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it feels like it's enough time to get in a lot of information that they want to get in, hit the mm-hmm. beats that they want to hit, but still leave it open for continuation in the future. Yeah. Moon Knight did a really good job of that, and Hawkeye did a really good job of that, I think. Yeah, I agree. I was just thinking about those two specifically. You know why? Why? I was just thinking about the difference between the movie timeline versus the TV show's timeline. Mm -hmm. Movies, I feel like they maybe take place over a longer period Mm -hmm. versus, like, this one season takes place over, like, a, a day or two. Yeah. So much happens in that day. So you can almost, like, focus in more on the characters because you're spending six hours on one day yes in this character's life i just thought that was an interesting comparison of the Mm -hmm. two yeah because i think it ends up being the tv shows end up being more of a character study Mm -hmm. which i i love we love a character study over here Uh. (laughs) that's all we do all day long (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh i have a question yeah did you like loki you know that i did Mm -hmm. i did yeah and i don't know why I liked it until people I, I said that I shouldn't cool. like it. Really? <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, well, maybe you're right. But then 
I liked it. I liked it when I watched it. Yeah. I didn't really have any major issues with it. I thought it was cool because Loki as a character has died and come back and died so many times. And then he finally died and is now in this really strange place that we knew nothing about. Yeah. So again, it was also like now we get to spend time with Loki as a character and learn about this new place in the ether wherever it is yeah and then from that a lot of multiverse timeline stuff Mm -hmm. branched out yep so i thought it was a really cool way to introduce that before like no way home came out and before multiverse came out yes just keep it contained within that and then also just again do that character study on loki and see him growing throughout the show Right. I also thought it was really cool that they, like, took an earlier version of Loki and, like, showed him the rest of his life. Yeah. Like, that was so... My heart hurt in that scene. I know. Like, a more arrogant, cocky... Tom Hiddleston as Loki (laughs) is beautiful, number one. Number two... He's he's a very good character. He's multifaceted. Yes. <laughs> His portrayal of Loki is probably one of the best in mm. like character portrayals in the MCU, I would say. Yeah. That's a fun question. Oh. I'm thinking of like the Stan Lee quote from some Comic-Con that was like mm. when I was writing Iron Man, I was picturing Robert Downey Jr. I just didn't know it. Oh my gosh. That he was like, he is born to play this role. And I would agree with that. I totally Mm -hmm. think it was like perfect. What would be, this is the perfect person to play this. Like nobody should ever try again kind of thing for you. Oh my gosh. That's a great question. I'm going to have a tough time answering. (laughs) (laughs) Just out of every superhero there's ever been, Mm -hmm. Spider-Man has always been my favorite. Yeah. Always been such cool thing for me. I don't know why. Climbing on walls and shoot webs out of your <laughs> wrists. Why did I latch onto that? I don't know. It's a cool power. It is a cool power. <laughs> it's it is. It's very unique. I mean, before MCU, <laughs> DC Comics were like, the superheroes everybody knew. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman. Yeah. I was Batgirl for Halloween, and it's the funniest Halloween picture I've ever taken. <laughs> show notes. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. I post it on Instagram. Honestly, it's very funny. It's very funny. But... Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He was the Marvel character that everybody knew. Yeah. You knew Superman, Batman, and Spider-Man. <laughs> That's <laughs> you know? so true. Very iconic. America's favorite. Yeah. Yeah, he's everyone's neighborhood Spider-Man. Like, oh, I just love him. I really do. And so yeah. I <laughs> so I grew up watching Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, yep. Andrew Garfield Spider-Man yep. later on, like, loved that take on it too. But for some reason... Tom Holland playing an accurate, you know, high school mm-hmm. Peter Parker. That just made so much sense. And he just captured the character so well. Yeah. I also think about when Stan Lee said, like, this is Peter Parker. Tom yeah. Tom Holland is Peter Parker. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's that's right. That's my boy. And it pains me because I also really loved the other two. Yeah. I loved getting to see them in No Way Home, kind of paying homage to their Spider-Man. Like, I thought that was just so, oh, that's how you do a multiverse movie. That's exactly how you do it. I mean, and I know it got leaked and everyone was like, I bet they're going to do it. They're probably going to do it. Mm-hmm. But to actually see it happen was just something else entirely. That theater experience was insane. I saw it the week that it released. Yeah. And oh my gosh. I don't I could go into No Way Home and be like the homage to Gwen Stacy. Oh my gosh. Hurts so good. It hurts so good. Ooh. That I'm was still really emotional good. about it. And Andrew Garfield's acting in that moment was yeah. superb. 
Yeah, like was. he was in it, like avenging this and making up for it now. Like, yes. oh, get out, get out, get out! I my loved face. it. I loved that. You know, he was one of my favorite parts of No Way Home. Yeah, because you could tell that he still cared about it so much, yeah. and that he was still happy to be there <laughs> and proud to so be there. Good. We love Andrew Garfield. We love all of them. It was so sweet. I know they're all so good. It was really good. <laughs> Peter, one, two, and three. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> What's your character? Um, What's your actor that you think, yeah, you're meant to play this character? I mean, my gut answer is Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. It is just everything, like, everything about him. It's just like, yeah, you are Tony Stark. Pitch perfect casting. Oh, yeah. Chris Hemsworth is a very good Thor. Oh, my gosh. You know who else I love? Hmm. I haven't thought about him in a minute. Shang-Chi. Oh. The Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh, yes. That was a good movie. I adored that movie. I adored Shang. There was some funky VFX. A little bit. <laughs> that was like, guys, I think it's really cool that you filmed this 10 minutes from my house. <laughs> it's kind of the energy of like, this could have been an email. <laughs> this could have been filmed live. This didn't have to be a blue screen. This is Marvel, and you have the capacity to film this on a set somewhere, like on location. Yeah. Things are just starting to feel fake. Yeah. I don't have the technical knowledge of VFX Mm -hmm. to fully articulate why. My assumption is just because it's all green screen and blue screen Mm -hmm. and mocap, and we're losing a lot of like practical effects. Yeah, I agree to a certain extent. I feel like they are a lot of movies, not just Marvel. Yeah. With this new technology, because a lot's coming out now mm-hmm. that was not available before. Everyone's trying to get their hands on it. I think everyone is relying on it a bit too much Yeah. to make a good movie that looks good. But then, like, I think it takes away from the narrative they're trying to tell. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a bit much. And it's mm-hmm. a shame. <laughs> it's a shame because it can do some really cool things if you are tasteful with your yes. effects, you know, that it's yeah. not overkill, that it just makes sense for the story you're trying to tell. Mm-hmm. Now, do I think the dragons in Shang-Chi were cool? I really do. <laughs> I think they were great. I love that he rode on them. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Like, this is Dragon Tales. Like, this is great. <laughs> I like, wish I more it. movies were like Dragon Tales. A hundred percent. I'm with you there. I just, I miss, I want more of him. Because it felt like we got that movie and it was so iconic and like a great way to introduce, I believe he was Chinese American. Is that right? I believe so. Yes. I want to say yes. So to introduce that kind of character into the MCU, we haven't seen him since. Where's my boy? Where is he? <laughs> I miss him. <laughs> he was such a treat. Simu Leo's like an awesome actor. Mm-hmm. Every time I see him, I think about how he came from stock photos. Yes, I <laughs> forgot. Like... That's my favorite thing about him, but absolutely. <laughs> That's also my favorite thing. Also, just the homages to those classic samurai films and that style of martial arts mm-hmm. is another thing I think is just really cool. Yeah. And I wish I could do in real life. So getting to see that on the screen done so well was like, ah, oh, what a treat. This yes. is fun. Absolutely. You know what I want to talk about now, though? What is that? I want to know your thoughts on the Eternals. Okay. My thoughts on Eternals is that it looked so bad that I did not watch it. (laughs) No way you didn't watch it. No, I didn't. (laughs) I didn't. I thought it looked terrible. And this was like peak me feeling Marvel burnout. Yeah. And was like, I can barely handle the things that people are telling me are good. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do this. 
I can't I can't see um Richard Madden who looks almost identical to Sebastian Stan he does thank you for saying it why would you cast him he looks so similar <laughs> like you're gonna have dads going like isn't that the winter soldier like, isn't that like the winter soldier no dad <laughs> It's whatever his name is, and he's a god older than... Th- that voice that I just did was like an old man, not even a dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a cranky you know old what? man. <laughs> old man is just dad of somebody old, so... <laughs> you're right, you're right. <laughs> no, I didn't watch Eternals. I know Harry Styles is in it. <laughs> yeah, at the very end. What were your thoughts on Eternals? Are you going to watch it? Because I don't want to spoil you too much. Please spoil it to the high heavens. I do not Ooh. care. <laughs> Well, I watched it the one time and then I immediately tossed it in the back alleyway of my brain. It just didn't feel like a Marvel movie. Uh-huh. It was just so out of left field. Like these characters that we've never heard of before yeah. suddenly were part of like creating the world and these different cultures and people had all these different powers. It was like the plot twist was like kind of cool, but again, I just felt so disconnected from it because yeah. like we were supposed to, it felt like we were supposed to know who these characters were, but we had never been seen them before. Yeah. And then like the end of it, it was supposed to have these catastrophic effects to the universe and then it didn't. And like there's never mention of it ever again. It just was very strange to me. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think it was a Marvel film. Yeah. So I don't know how that's going to play into, you know, what's happening now, which if I'm being perfectly honest with you, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> This is why I have Marvel burnout because I just never know what's happening. <laughs> and like, I try to just be along for the ride. Yeah. But sometimes I'm like, guys, I don't know what's happening. I think the biggest takeaway, some might even say it's our lesson for today. <gasps> it's the fact that they're doing something new. Yeah. And sometimes you just got to keep an open mind to it. You know? I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to keep an open mind. I think that's our lesson for today. That is our lesson. I like that a lot. I definitely need to be keeping an open mind. I think it's easy (laughs) to get cynical about it. We're not in the writer's room. We don't know what kind of conversations are going on. Like, we're just two girls with a podcast. (laughs) We are. We are still two girls with a podcast, somehow still taking on Walt Disney, just a different part of it. (laughs) A different part of the Walt Disney Company. (laughs) We're coming for you. Uh, We are. With all that we've got, which is not a lot. (laughs) Pretty much nothing. (laughs) But we're still coming. Yeah. Um, Anything else? Oh, did you ship Natasha with Bruce or with Steve? Oh, Steve. A billion percent. (laughs) Did you? I think I did just because I just thought the Bruce pairing was so left field. It was so weird. <laughs> and I was like, for what? And then she goes, it's, t- it's getting dark out. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> to calm him down, his heart rate. Like, Sun's oh, going sun's down, going big down. guy. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, <laughs> what, was, what, what was that, Natasha? That sounds like really bad fanfic. I'm sorry. It, it does. does. It does. No, I absolutely did not ship Natasha and Bruce. It didn't make any sense to me. And not only did it not make sense, Captain America Winter Soldier provided so much support for shipping Natasha and Steve. Mm -hmm. Like, it was so good. Yeah. (sighs) And I'm happy that Steve got the happy ending that he always wanted and or deserved. With Peggy, yeah. 
And I love Peggy. Mm -hmm. But he really did go back in time and just solidify his life and future (laughs) for a woman that he had a few brief workplace conversations with. Yup. (laughs) He never kissed her, right? No. I don't think he ever did. Mm Mm-mm. Wow, that's the power of Peggy Carter right there. It is absolutely (laughs) the power of Peggy Carter. I love her. And this sparks another thing, because we didn't mention this, but this was one of my favorite things from this new phase was... What what if? if? Yeah! What if? (laughs) Hello? I loved... I thought that was so cool. I loved what if. My parents couldn't stand it. Neither could mine. It's because it's animated. Yes. Let's be honest. It's 100%. And so I always watch the Marvel stuff with my parents and they didn't want to watch anymore. So I got behind on What If. But I loved it. Yeah. I thought the Captain Carter was amazing. I thought that was so cool. I just thought in general, What If. Obviously, I'm going to be biased towards it because it's animated. Sure. But I just thought it was a cool way to also introduce, like as much as Loki and WandaVision and whatever all these shows like introduced the idea of multiverse mm-hmm. I think what if really launched it because I believe what if happened after these shows yeah and it really broadened the possibilities in the Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. and just the, the whole premise of it being asking these questions what if Peggy Carter took the serum yeah what if T'Challa was Star-Lord the things that like fans would even come up with right but in a show yeah and done so well and then to also have it kind of connect at the same time because you have the watcher who in the beginning just seems like this looming figure in the back this disconnected voice but for then to come towards like the ending episodes Mm -hmm. which i don't know if you've Mm -hmm. watched the ending ones yet but they kind of bring it all together in a really cool way that i wasn't expecting yes knowing the premise of the show so i was a huge fan of it and i'm so looking forward to season two i don't know when it's coming but i need it soon i know i think it's good and it is the power of animation i know animation costs money and so does filming like every it all costs money Mm -hmm. but it's the power of animation that animating like a black panther tv show episode takes the same amount of time as animating a what if t'challa was star lord because it's just different lines (laughs) it's just different animation and so but it's still just the same thing so you can ask all these wild questions and have these wild things without thinking through the like vfx or practical effects of what that would actually mean of like a live action filming which i think is cool I just thought it was just so well done and a cool concept. (laughs) Yeah. And that was the last, um, that was the last Marvel thing that Chadwick Boseman did was the the VO for what if. For T'Challa. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought, and that episode specifically, like it came out very soon after his passing. Yeah. Yeah. And just the fact that the whole episode was like him being successful and loved as Star-Lord and like making everything right as Star-Lord. I'm like, what an awesome little like tribute to him. Like that's just so amazing and touched my heart that makes my heart hurt just thinking about it yeah miss him miss him love him miss him (laughs) love him he i mean that might be up there as well with actors who were born to play that role yeah he was so good i love i mean i i still love black panther but i loved it when i watched it i thought it was so Mm -hmm. cool it has me thinking about like the future of, yeah. of this phase and of Marvel. Like, as much as there is to criticize, I think that there's still a lot of cool things left in store. Yes. That I believe we've now realized maybe we need to open our horizons a bit. And, yeah. And just be open to it and ready for it. Absolutely. And speaking of that, Emily, do you want to <laughs> recap our lesson for the day? It would be my greatest honor, actually. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Yeah, our lesson, y'all. Keep an open mind. Absolutely. To new things, new experiences, 
and new characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I can't wait. Thrilled to do so. (laughs) I think it'll be really good. Absolutely. I think it'll be great. With that, this has been Maddie. And this has been Emily. And we'll see you next time on Toss Toss and Shout! Shout. (laughs) 